You may be seated. Well, brothers and sisters in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. Uh, so this past week, for those of you who don't know, um, I turned the big 5050. Oh, uh, my goodness. Yep, I made it. Um, first of all, I, I know I don't look good for 50, but I look fantastic for 72. So let's just chalk it up uh, to 72 real quick. But just a word of a thanks and appreciation uh, for the cards, the blessings, the well wishes. Uh, there were cards that had scripture texts on them. Thank you for those. Uh, there were even Star Wars themed cards, which r- truly touched my heart. So thank you. Uh, there were handmade cards. There were, there were some cards that share words of wisdom like this one I'm just holding on to. You're 21 with 29 years of experience. So I'm just holding on to that one. Uh, There were others that extended birthday wishes that said, I hope 50 brings you the same thing it brought me. And I'm super excited to open the card. And it simply said, readers. But I couldn't really see it. But it was like in big font, so I guess I could. Uh, I not only received an official welcome from the 50s plus group here at the church, which was wonderful, but I also got my first letter uh, from AARP. uh, and, uh, And at first I was a little bit offended. And I'm thinking to myself, why in the world would a trunk tote be something that would give somebody motivation to sign up for this thing? But then I, then I put on my readers, and I saw that there were bananas in there, jumper cables, bottles of wine, a whole slew of snacks. So I, I might sign up. Who knows? But anyway, but it made me feel a little bit old. That's okay. Uh, then I started thinking about how much longer I have until I can actually officially retire. And after this service today, I have 1,142 more weekends to be a preacher. After that, I'm going to teach Sunday school because that's really what I want to do. That sounds like fun. But the, fir- but the first text of the day wasn't from my mom, wasn't from anybody in my family. It was from Pastor Dan. And here's some etiquette for texting. If it's your birthday, nothing before 10 a.m., Pastor Dan texted me at 6.22 in the morning. 6.22 in the morning, and I was I was. I was going to be upset, but he, he, in his text he said, you know, do you remember that show Hawaii Five-0? And he gave me a little thing that, with, with a wave moving, so, so I wasn't too upset. Besides, I'd been up since 4.30 anyway for some odd reason. But I got to tell you, church, uh, it was just wonderful to get that attention. I mean, there's something when, when you know that people are praying for you, they're surrounding you, they, they're caring for you, and it's just those little words, those blips on the radar here and there uh, that truly bless our spirits, and not just for me, but, but I'm sure for you, you get a letter in the mail, and, and that little piece of attention truly can go a long way. It, it can bless your day, it can bless your month, it can bless your week, whatever that might be. In fact, I would imagine that we've all seen those epic fail videos from time to time, where they most likely were the result of somebody saying, watch this, or, or look what I can do, right? And, and, and as the phones are running, as they're trying to capture this moment, you witness before your eyes just this epic fail unfold. And it's even worse when they insert like cartoon noises and sound effects to, to emphasize that crash or that hit, like or something like that, you know. I was going to show some on the screen, but they truly did make me feel uncomfortable, even though I was laughing, but I didn't want you to know what I truly laugh at. But maybe you can even remember a time when you wanted somebody's attention, when, when you shared the very same words, that, whether it was the attention of your parents or, or maybe the attention of your friend group as you said, hey, guys, watch this, look, look at this, watch me. But instead of getting their full and undivided attention that you longed for, or they just stayed on their phone, 
Maybe they just stayed talking to a friend group in their own little circle, and, and they kind of dismissed you like, yeah, 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 in, in a little bit. Or, or maybe they just kept doing what they were doing, maybe some sort of household chore that they were working on, whether it's working on the car or doing laundry, doing laundry or, or, or dishes. Or maybe they said, yeah, I'll, I'll pay attention, but they didn't. They just kept on doing what they're doing. They weren't really paying full attention. See, maybe you can remember a time when you didn't get the attention that, that you were longing for, and also with that, the wave of disappointment that came with it when you didn't get that attention. Now magnify that by years of neglect. It can harden hearts. It, it, can, it can embitter spirits, right? That seed of resentment not only takes root, but it, it begins to grow and to, and to blossom. That lack of attention can sometimes breed bitterness, and even animosity towards somebody who you're feeling isn't paying attention to you at that moment. And we see the effects of, of neglect. We see the effects of that lack of attention play out within our own families. But the reality is we play, see it play out in the effects of not only our text for today, but also as we continue to sift through Second Samuel as well. That's where Absalom was. He was longing for his father's attention. There was this, this spiritual disconnect, and he wasn't getting the attention that he was longing for, and he was carrying that weight of isolation, and he just simply longed to be in the presence of his father. Maybe there was a side of him that was a little sad, or, or maybe he was remorseful at, over, over what he had done, that, or maybe there was anger or frustration, the frustration with his dad even, that his dad should have taken care of something that he felt now he was responsible to take care of. Or maybe he simply needed a word of forgiveness and reassurance that things are okay. And it is amazing when, when, when things are, are out of alignment or we're feeling kind of uneasy about something or uncertain, how that word of, of assurance can go a long way. How it can give us a sense of calm and how important those words are to us. Now imagine not having that. Imagine feeling isolated. Imagine feeling alone. And maybe some of you, that's where you are. Maybe that's where you there have been. Whatever it was, there was this barrier of isolation. And after two years of not getting the attention that he was yearning for, Absalom had enough. So what he did was he decided to take matters in his own hands. He said, you know what, I'm going to do the, the next best thing. I'm going to go to the commander of, of my dad's army, and I'm going to request that, that he come and he pass a message to my dad. But that request was ignored, not only once, but twice. So what Absalom did is he took matters into his own hands, as we read in our text for today, and he set fire to Joab's field, the commander of David's army, just to get his attention, just to make sure that he was seeing eye to eye. Now, I don't suggest doing something like that, like setting someone's field on fire to get their attention. If you need to get a hold of me, like an email or a text, but after 10 um, would be great if you don't mind that. Even a phone call would work. But isn't that the case? We often lash out. People often lash out or go and find attention somewhere else when they're feeling like they're not getting it from the place that they should. They, they, they yearn for it so much that they, they, they feel like they need to go to other things due to avoid in their own lives. And when they lash out, we think to ourselves, well, what would make them do that? I mean, I mean what would make them think that way? What's, what's wrong with them? When in reality, when stuff like that happens, we need to ask ourselves a question and we need to take a step back and ask, what's at the root? What's at the heart of, of this lashing out or acting out or going down the destructive path? What is at the heart and root of that? And we need to take a step back. 
Because in reality, what, what, what happens is perhaps is an unmet desire for a little word of affirmation. Maybe, maybe uh, affection or just simply attention. Person's yearning for that attention. See, whatever the reason, Absalom was yearning for a connection. And as we have looked through this series of 2 Samuel, we need to ask ourselves a very important and critical question. Is there someone in our lives that is yearning for our attention? Is there someone in our lives that is yearning for our attention? And I'm not just talking about those in our immediate family, though oftentimes that is the case. But maybe it's a social group. Maybe it's a friend group. Somebody that is yearning for a connection. Is there somebody yearning for attention? Is the busyness and the hectic pace of life keeping us from, from connecting with those we love? Are you too busy? Is there a wall that's been built between somebody else that, that you haven't really built up intentionally, but, but it's just kind of been, been built over time? Maybe that's what you're dealing with. Is there a source of pride that's driving a wedge between you and someone else? Is, is there a wedge between that relationship that needs to be removed? Is there a bridge that has been burned and it needs to be rebuilt? What is it? Who's craving attention as you go about your day-to-day? Or has their guilt and shame over a past decision cast somebody into or kept somebody isolated? Maybe that's where you are this morning. Maybe that's what you're experiencing this past week. Maybe you've been dealing with that isolation for years. And here's the deal. For those of you who want nothing more than to reconcile a relationship, but the person on the other side of that bridge is saying, no, I don't want to have anything to do with it, i got to tell you this morning, my heart goes out to you. Because it's tough when we feel like our hands are tied, that no matter what we say, no matter what we do, we're met with that same response of, nah, I don't want to have anything to do with that. And if you find yourself there this morning, I, I, just, I just pray around that relationship. I just pray for you. In fact, I, I would uh, offer you to leverage that pray it forward board that's out in the, the prayer nook and the gathering space. Uh, write that, that relationship that you're praying for right now. You don't have to write their name. Maybe write their first name. Maybe even write the initials of that person and tag it up on the board and, and allow somebody on the prayer team to pray over that. And, and not only put one up for yourself, but, but you know what? Take one of those prayers that have the little angel wings on them. Those have been prayed over, but, but you know what? Let's keep praying that forward. Let's keep praying for those relationships that have been uplifted, that, that person that's been dealing with anxiety, the person that's, that's concerned about their college student uh, and their friend group, that, that they're feeling isolated and, and they're, they're longing for a connection and a healthy connection. Or pray for those families who are struggling in a variety of capacities. Put those prayers out there. Or better yet, as Pastor Amelia was mentioning this morning, if, if you want to be wrapped in prayer, take one of those prayer shawls today. If you know somebody that's in need of one of those prayer shawls, take one of those today. Because here's the deal, church. We need to be a body of faith that prays for, that prays around one another. We need to be diligent in our prayer. We need to be paying attention to the spiritual needs of our brothers and sisters, those within this body of faith and also those out in the world who are yearning for that attention. But the question remains, what will it take for others to get our attention as we go about our day? I mean, let's face it, we're all busy, right? I mean, our calendars are packed. If it seems like it's filled with one thing to the next to the next to the next, and, and we have barely time to breathe for ourselves because there, here's the deal. There are those that are yearning for attention just right underneath our noses. 
And once again, it's not just those that are in our own household. That is the first and most important place to start. But there's others that are yearning for attention. There are others that have a smile plastered on their face, but their inside is broken. And maybe you know somebody like that. Or maybe that's where you are this morning. On the outside, it looks like you got it all together, but on the inside, you are feeling isolated and alone, and you're yearning for attention. What would it mean after worship today? We just spent a little bit more time in the gathering space. Maybe check in a little bit more with one another to see how somebody else's spirit, how their heart is doing. You know, I don't know if uh, this happens to you, but each and every week, uh, my phone and my watch, and I don't have my watch with me this morning, so you guys are in big trouble. Um, but I don't know if this happens to you, but I always get my weekly report, and it tells me you spent XYZ numbers of screen time this week. It tells you if you're up or down uh, in regards to last week. And some of you have chosen to turn off that notification, I, and I try to keep mine on. Uh, because it, it does keep me in check. And if you want a spiritual check to see how you're spending your time, turn that notification back on, on your phone or on your watch, because it's a spiritual gut check. Check it periodically. But because what we do is when we want to decompress or, or when we don't want to talk to somebody or when we're feeling uncomfortable by a situation, what we do, we reach for our phone. It's the first thing that we go to. We, we just hop on and, and makes, it's, it's, it's what's comfortable, right? We pay more attention to the screens that are in front of us than the people that are around us. In church, that shouldn't be the case. So I offer you a challenge this week. I offer you a challenge to, dis, to decrease your screen time, exchange one digital hour for a, a personal connection. So once again, exchange one hour of a digital connection for a personal connection this week. It doesn't all happen at once, but even in small increments, exchange one hour of a digital connection for a personal connection this week. Because just as those alerts on our phone and on our watches can remind us to breathe, they, they can also remind us to spend time with God. And, and this reminder about our screen time could be a constant reminder is how am I leveraging my time? Am I using my time to, to the best that I can? Or am I just simply filling time and in essence, kind of throwing it away. And who is it that needs that time and that attention? Now, now here's a warning. After worship today, I don't want you to walk out the doors, right? Go into your car and say, okay, family, we're going to be family. Put down your watches and your electronics. This is us time. Don't do that. That will not go well, okay? This is something that needs to be planned intentionally because we're programmed to, to go to what's comfortable, to go to what's known. And much like a melting piece of ice, right, it takes time. And, and so parents, don't all of a sudden spring this on your kids because, you know, it's not going to go well. They're going to be angry that, that you make them do this. Like, what's wrong with you? Why can't I be on my phone? And then you're going to be at, angry at them and saying to yourself, well, why can't we just be a healthy, happy family, right? And you get all angry and agitated and stuff, right? So take the time. Plan that time well. Be intentional about that gift of time. Don't put it as a surprise because that often doesn't go well, but take that time to be intentional and give them the heads up and better yet, plan that time together. Do something intentional together. It's beautiful outside. Enjoy the leaves. Enjoy a walk. Just make a connection. Now, while a bit out of context, but permanent to our conversation today, uh, Jesus takes a moment in the uh, Matthew chapter 23 uh, to challenge and denounce the religious leaders of the day. You see, what happened was is they got so focused on the rites and rituals of stuff that they failed to see the more important thing uh, in life in terms of faith. Listen to what Jesus says, Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. 
Woe to you, scribes and hypocrites, for you tithe mint, dill, and, and cumin, but have neglected the weightier matters of law, justice, and mercy, and faith. Did you see that? You've neglected the weightier matters. I want you to think about what you would define as a weightier matter. What is of most importance in your life? Would you say family? Would you say quality time? Would you say your relationship with God, right? Yet the question is, on a day-to-day basis, where is our focus as we go about our day-to-day? Have we, in essence, neglected some of the weightier matters when it comes to our journey of faith as we go about the busyness of life? You see, here's the deal. We can, we can make a living, but we can be missing out on life. We, we could be providing, but we could be providing the, the wrong things. We can be gaining the whole world, as Scripture says, but in the process, we could be forfeiting our lives. And some of us know the reality of that right now. We're just digging and digging. We're providing, we're providing, yet there seems to be a spiritual disconnect. And so what we're invited to do is to take a step back and ask ourselves, what is the weightier thing? What is of utmost importance? Now watch this, the second part of verse 23. It is these that you ought to have practiced without neglecting the others. In other words, there should be a balance. You see, you see, you have to go to work. You have to provide you for your family in some capacity. You, you have to show up, right, each and every day, but, but not at the expense of the things that are most important to us. And some of us are driving so much that we're missing out on life. If your scenario today sounds something like this, that you wake up by 6, you're out the door by 6.30, you, you may or may not see your kids at that time, and, and then you get back from, from work just in time at 7.30 to eat a quick dinner, to tuck the kids in, and you're done for the day, and you're on repeat, on repeat, on your repeat. The question is, what kind of life is that? And not only what kind of life is that for you, but what example are you providing for your family? What are you providing for your family? 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8 shares this challenging word for us today. And this is for those who are just grinding it out, who feel like they're missing out on life, and you're identifying with the message today. It says this, And whoever does not provide for relatives, and especially for family members, but has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And while we think about provision in terms of providing for somebody's physical needs, church, there's more to it than that. There's emotional needs. There's physical needs. Don't don't be so obsessed with the one that you're forgetting about the others. And I think that some of us can resonate with that this morning. What are you saying right now is of the utmost importance to you and to your family? But more importantly, what would they say is of the utmost, the weightier matter in terms for you and your family? What have we lost sight of? Matthew Matthew, Matthew 16, verse 24 continues, you blind guides, you strain out the gnat, but swallow the camel. And I like that we're using this text as part of our Civ series, kind of ironic, right? You're straining. Anyway, put them Church, who does God call you to be to your family right now? Who is God calling you to be for your community? Who is God calling you to be for your friend group? Who is God calling you to be for your workplace? What are they experiencing and what are you modeling for them as the utmost importance? Are you, are you focusing on this stuff that you feel is important yet at the same time you're missing out on the most important, the weightier of matters? And maybe you needed to hear that this morning. Or maybe there's somebody in your friend group. 
Maybe there's somebody in your business circle. Maybe there's somebody in your sphere of influence that needs to hear that reminder to not let life go by, to pay attention and to give attention. Offer up that challenge to them to exchange one hour of digital connection for that personal connection and mark your improvement each week. And church, refine your time and watch what it does not only for you, but also for those closest to you. Don't let a day go by without saying a word of encouragement or affirmation. Don't let a day go by without uplifting or spending quality time with those that God has placed in your care. Be sure to give others your full and undivided attention and every chance you get, tell someone that they are loved and they're cared for because the reality is that gift, that attention will bless their hearts and it's gonna bless yours too. The reality is, and this is gonna be quick, this text for today speaks to another reality of life. God also longs for our full and undivided attention. And, and sadly, what happens at times in life is that rather than giving him his, our full and undivided attention is that we wait for our fields to be on fire. We, we wait for those, those toxic moments in life where life feels like it's crumbling around us and, and then we go running to the throne of God. And I want you to hear something loud and clear today. God longs for your attention because he loves you. His eyes are always, always set on us. Or his ears are always open to our prayers. And he loves the attention of his children. And it's about going to him each and every day. Don't let those opportunities pass you by to approach that throne of God's grace. Don't wait for a tragedy. Don't wait for your fields to be on fire. But go to him in prayer and praise and thanksgiving as he longs for a connection with you. Your homework this week, what I want you to do, your spiritual practice, so to speak. Uh, for those of you new here at King of Kings, you know, we, we give homework a spiritual practice. Please take out your phones if you'd like. Take a picture of the screen. Also, it's online as well. But I want you to read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 17. And, and then reflect on this phrase that you'll find in that text. Making the most of the time, okay? Reflect on that phrase. Where is God calling me to refine my time in terms of my time with my work, my family, uh, my faith, etc.? Then apply it. Spend quality time with someone who might be lonely or going through a challenging season of life. You know what? Right now, I would imagine that we can all think of somebody or God's going to place somebody right before us. So don't let that opportunity pass you by. And then the question, what gift do, they, do you or they receive? as you give them that much needed attention. Who do you know that needs that attention? Who is yearning for that connection? Ushers.